He has a nose for news and a face for radio. You're listening to Price's Highway, The Shortcut, with your host, Steve Price, a fun-sized podcast with the same flavor you've come to enjoy. Presented by Price Sells Homes. Don't think twice. Call Kerry Price at 615-497-3317. Buckle up, Spring Hill Metroplex, and enjoy the quick trip. My next guests are the wordsmiths behind seven number one songs, two ASCAP songs of the year, 11 ASCAP top 25 most played awards, three BMI awards, 24 top 10 radio singles, two Dove awards, and two Grammy nominations. Not only do they write, they perform and record as well. Their latest album is called Getaway Car. And they join me now from their Thompson Station, Tennessee home. It's Sam and Becca Mizell. How are you all doing? Doing awesome. <laughs> How are you doing, Steve-O? Doing great. Good to talk to you all. You too, man. Now, I know I've just listed a long list of uh, accolades, but I think the uh, pinnacle of your success is, what, being right here, right now on Prices Highway? You know, I think that that most definitely is. Yes, we love you and Carrie, so there's there's no doubt that hanging with friends is way more important than any award ever given or bestowed. That's uh, true. Great. Well, I think the last time we hung out, um, we're what, at Garcia's Mexican Restaurant up in Franklin? Yes. Oh. Yes. I rate, I rate all my Mexican experiences on salsa, and so... <laughs> they have the best. Um, they have pretty uh, pretty good salsa. No, pretty no. Good salsa. We need to. I, I really like Acapulco's salsa too. That's good. So, Amigo salsa is good as well. Amigo salsa is good. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really know that I've met a bad salsa. I've you met a bad mean? salsa. Oh, you have. Well, too much. There was way too much. Like I don't know what is it ketchup or something they threw in there. I don't know. It was it was not good. But Garcia's. Man, they're salsa. But let, let me let me tell you something about Garcia's. They have the best carne asada in, in the area that I know of. It, I don't know. It's just it's so good. So I mean, I'm not I'm not getting paid for telling people to go to Garcia's and have their carne asada. But if you want some carne asada, go to Garcia's. Uh, but anyway, uh, moving on from that, um, Carrie and I met. Well, actually, Carrie met you all first, and I believe you all were playing at some festival in Thompson Station. Goodness, what ten, ten years ago, maybe? Was it ten? Yeah. Well, no. It might have been. Yeah, ten or eleven. Yeah, ten or eleven years ago, man. I didn't realize. Oh, ten, ten. Yeah, it was ten years ago. I didn't realize I was that, I was that old. So <laughs> well, well, have something that you, you don't look a day ago. over twenty-two, Sam. Well, thank you for that. No doubt. <laughs> but, um, but she yeah, came home we were, and the, said, man, I've met, I met these two great musicians. You've got to meet them. And then, you know, I, I think it was probably two or three weeks later, we met instant friendship and you guys have been friends ever since. And um, so excited to have you on the show. Well, thanks for having us. Absolutely. So let's, let's go back in time a little bit. How did you two meet? Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, my mother-in-law, well, first of all, let me say, uh, Becca's family lived in Michigan, and my father-in-law was um, the pastor of a church up there, and <clears throat> he they, they decided as a family they wanted to be closer to 
family that they had in Tennessee. And so they ended up moving to like White House, um, <clears throat> which is kind of random. Cottontown. Cottontown. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, uh, that's North Tennessee, isn't it? Yeah, that's North yeah. Tennessee. Kind of near, and so, right near Kentucky. Yeah, um, Bowling Green, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, sorry if you hear noise in the background. That's our, our dogs are trying to <laughs> find random things to eat on the floor. <laughs> um, so, uh, so anyway, so they, um, my mother-in-law, well, Becca always wrote songs for her dad, like her dad's sermons or whatever. And Becca's, Becca's pretty introverted. And so she's not the, Hey, look at me kind of type, you know? Okay. And so my mother-in-law on the other hand is an extrovert like no one else and decided that she wanted to um, get Becca's songs out there. So she opens the yellow pages and uh, looks at it to find the biggest studio in the yellow pages, which is the sound kitchen. And is that in Franklin? Decide, do what? Is the sound kitchen in Franklin? Yeah, it's in Franklin. Yeah. Okay. And so she goes, she calls the front desk of the sound kitchen and goes, Hey, do you guys, um, know any Christian producers in town? Now, if you can't even imagine how random that question is to ask if there are any Christian producers in the Nashville area, especially calling the sound kitchen. But one, one of my friends, uh, or an acquaintance of mine was doing a temp job and gave, uh, Gwen, my phone number. And so then, uh, Gwen called me, um, and she basically stalked him, but didn't tell me she was doing that. So she stalked him and it was, <laughs> I feel really bad for him. <laughs> yes. And so, I mean, this lady would call me and was like, you've got to hear my daughter. You've got to hear my daughter. You know, we don't have any money, but we really <laughs> believe that God has led us to you. And I mean, those are all like the trigger words, you know? Sure. Like, no one ever has any money, you know? And it's always God who wants them to meet somebody, you know? Right. Which I'm not trying to be cynical. I've just heard that so many times, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, she, uh, I told her, I said, well, you know, I appreciate it. Uh, but she actually, uh, you know, the first time I told her, I, I gave her some other names of people to talk to, you know. And because uh, at the time, I just had so much on my plate. I, I, I didn't have time to pick up another artist. Sure. So she calls me back like two weeks later and she said, we really feel like God has led us to you. And would you please just, just listen, you know. And I was like. And I told her, I was in my kitchen at the time, I said, well, for fear of missing out on the greatest thing in my life, send me a tape. So a week or so later, I got a tape in the mail with a picture, and I put the tape in, and I saw her picture, and I called my friend, and I was like, that is the girl I'm going to marry, no doubt about it. Wow. And so I picked up the phone, and I called Gwen, and I said, hey, um, you you know, Becca's amazing. Can we meet for dinner? And what's funny, 
What's funny is I don't know why I got this impression, but I thought that they lived in Franklin. Okay. Or lived like south of town. Yeah. And, and I actually lived in East Nashville at the time. And so I said, well, hey, why don't we meet at Carabas in Cool Springs? So they, so they drove, you know, 40 miles south, <laughs> and I drove 20 miles south. And I'm like, you know, if I didn't even put two and two together, they lived north of me. We could have met somewhere north. But sure, anyway, sure. so we all met at Carabas, uh-huh. and we met, and the sparks were flying. And right there, Becca proposed to me. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it went. You got down on your knee? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, she did. I mean, it was crazy. She got down on one knee. It it was very beautiful. It was a beautiful (laughs) scenario. Did the Um, Carabas waiters all come out and start singing something in Italian? Oh, they did. They did. They did. I was so good looking that she just couldn't help herself. You know? Giving you free bread. You were so good looking. I know. I know. Imagine that. Imagine that. (laughs) Well, hey, Um, you 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 know, I get free bread as well, so... Oh wow! Uh, it's a trend, dude. Yeah. You know, I every time I go to Starbucks, I always ask them if I can get the good look discount, <laughs> and they always give it to me. Wow! You know what I mean? So you still gotta pay the same price, but somehow there's a discount. Somehow there's price. a discount in there. Um, it's still, no, but it's we, still nineteen bucks for a beverage, but yeah, yeah it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, um, but we, we when we met. Um, yeah, we, we had an instant connection, and uh, two and a half months later, we were engaged, and two and a half months after that, we were married. So, Wow, that's pretty quick. Yeah, we didn't waste any time. You know, when you know, you know. Yeah, good good work, Becca. Goodness. Well, thanks. Yeah, now <laughs> that, I mean, when we got married, it was like, when we fought, it's like, haha, we're both locked in now, so you can't leave. So. <laughs> Yeah, she's regretted it every day since. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's let me get all the dogs I want, so I'm good. Oh, good, good, good. And you have yeah. two daughters as well. Yes, yes, Winter and Maisie, and they're 11 and almost 10. Awesome, so. awesome, yeah. yeah. It's It's been fun watching them grow up. And let's let's talk about your first big hit. And that yeah. was King of the World? Well, see- well, or was there something before that? Before, um, uh, my first, my first song that that really took off um, was a song called "You Are Everything" uh, that I wrote with Matthew West. Okay. And the next and one that followed after that was probably, um, well, there's there's biggest hits on paper, and there's biggest hits like that make the most noise in the community you know um uh the motions by matthew west uh, was probably the biggest song of my career as far as it was on the charts the longest um you know got the most awards got nominated or i got nominated for grammy and um let's see here uh you know i i i was on a I was on, I was in Billboard magazine for it and all kind of stuff. Um, but the song that has probably been the biggest in in my career uh, was King of the World that we wrote together. Um, <clears throat> it was also up for a Grammy and uh, got a BMI award 
and um i mean you know on on spotify it's like the highest of our career as far as spins and people listening to it and that kind of thing and and uh so that's that's been really that's been really crazy to <clears throat> you know a lot of people say that they can't work with our with their spouse you know but actually beck and i work really well together and we have a really great connection special connection um and uh it's, oh sorry that's, sorry, that's, Penny. that's She's Penny. Saying hi. it's okay no it's all right go in the other room but it's really cool to um to you know be able to do something and accomplish something and share it it with your spouse you know um because you know we've both been in the music business for a long time now and you know when you when you do hit those moments where um you know every song that we write we love well not everyone but you know i mean every song we, we we want to do well but there are those that have a life of their own that you know have impacted people and uh, they'll reach out to us and say, "Oh, you know that song blessed us or whatever." And it's it's really it's really crazy because um, we're basically just you know when I go to Kroger, nobody knows who I am, you know. Um, but in some sense, we've had things that have gone out nationally that people have connected with, you know. So it's a really it's really kind of a bizarre a bizarre thing, you know. Well, I do. I do want to say one one thing before uh, Becca shares the story. Uh, we were on Price's Highway the first time that we heard it on the radio. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So, shout out to uh, Stephen Price, wherever he is. Yeah, where, where that guy is. Sam <laughs> was at a co-write in Nashville uh, with someone else, and the girls were in school, and so I had like an hour to myself, and I just. Um, I was playing guitar and um, I wrote the chorus to King of the World. Um, I I have OCD, um, obsessive compulsive disorder, and like I really do. I, I've been diagnosed since I was little, and um, for me, it's not the obsessive cleaning or the order. I mean, even though I, I think that would be great because our house would be so much more clean and Sam would be happier, but. Um, but mine is more about the intrusive thoughts and just the constant worrying that I can't, I can't shut my brain off and it's always haunted me. And so, um, I wrote the chorus of King of the World about that, just that God's in control. You know, it's like, I keep trying to take life back out of his hands, but he's the King of the World. And, um, and I had a verse melody, and then when Sam came home from his co-write, I asked if he wanted to write the rest of the song with me, and he graciously accepted. He, he's very kind. He doesn't have to do that, but um, we finished it. When did I forget that you've always been the king of the world? I try to take life back right out of the hands of the king of the world. you so small when you're the one who holds it all when did i forget that you've always been the king of the world and then he played 
that song in one of his publishing meetings where, you know, you write songs during the week and then you have a meeting, you turn them in, they all listen, give their critique, you know, like we think it could go for this person or, you know, maybe it's a film and TV thing, blah, blah, blah. And um, they heard the song and Natalie Grant's manager was there and called her and said, you have to hear the song. And so she did and she ended up cutting it. So that's who released the song. But that's how the song was written. It was just, yeah, it wasn't, we weren't writing it for anyone in mind. It just, it was just a moment of inspiration. And, you know, I, I love that the most, you know, just when you're not, when you don't really have a plan and you just sit down and you don't know what's going to come out. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's always, it's always like this mystery to me. And I, I love that part of music. And so you all are driving down Price's Highway. You're listening to the radio and it comes on. <laughs> What's going through your head then? I, you know, I, I'll say this. Like, um, not that I pride, pride myself on my humility. <laughs> um, but I'm, I, I don't really, you know, it's like if I go to the hair salon, which I don't go to the salon. I go to the, the haircut place, right? Yeah. Did I just say salon? Um, you know, when somebody asks me what I do for a living, I always tell them I work in computers, you know, because if, if you tell somebody that you're a songwriter in Nashville or whatever, you're going to have one of three conversations. You're either going to get, oh yeah, my cousin writes songs or, you know, they want you to name all their discography, yeah. you know, your discography or whatever. Kind of like I'm time, doing they, now. Well, most of the time, if they don't know. You know, I mean, I've had a couple country things and a couple pop things, but most of the time. What are they, Sam? Like, what are they? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. Uh, exactly. Um, but most of the time they, they want to know your whole discography and, yeah. and nine times out of ten they haven't ever heard of you, which is kind of awkward. And then or. <laughs> or they don't listen to Christian yeah, music, music or, you know, they want you to meet somebody, you know. And so, you know, even on Facebook, like I don't. I don't, I try not to, you know, I, I try not to like, oh yeah, this is what we've done. Oh, we're big time and blah, blah, you know what I mean? Um, well, you know, but, when I sit at the salon getting my hair and nails done <laughs> and pe- people ask what I do, I just assume they know Price's Highway podcast and right. boy, is yeah. that an awkward situation for me? Yes. They're like, oh, what? What? What, are you, what? what are you doing? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so there have been a few times in my life where I've been like, okay, this is cool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've got to tell some, I've got to let this out of the bag. I've got to, you know, say that this is cool. Uh, being nominated for a Grammy was cool. Um, Beck and I, uh, got a song on the last uh, Gaither vocal band record called Hallelujah Band, and they sang it at the Dove Awards, and we got to see them do it, you know, live on TV. That was, and we were in the audience, but we, they, you know, broadcasted or whatever. That was, that was pretty cool. That was kind of a, I tried to get a Gaither vocal band cut for 20 years. So it was kind of like, okay, this is, this is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and then, awesome. You know, you know, riding down the road and hearing your song, 
you know, that you wrote with your spouse on the radio, you know, I had to post about that. You know, that was, that was kind of a surreal moment of, you know, you know, that the world and success, it's all, it's always about, you know, well, have you arrived? You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, me and Beck talk all the time about, you know, are we coming or going? You know, because sometimes things seem like they're really good and sometimes they seem really bleak, you know, and it just kind of depends on the day. But then there are those moments where, um, you know, something happens that's kind of extraordinary, you know, and that was definitely one of those moments where, you know, I remember when we found out that we were nominated for a Grammy for King of the World, we were both walking into Cole's. Really? And, uh, no, we were actually pulling out of the Starbucks parking lot after buying the nineteen dollar beverage yeah. Yeah. and getting the and, discount for uh, for your good looks. Yeah, yeah. So. Then you got the good looks discount. Yeah, yeah but um, and and after that we went to Kohl's. So. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're 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 holding hands walking into Kohl's, and I just kind of look at her and I go, "This is pretty cool," you know. This is pretty cool, and. No, you know, let, I mean, let me ask I'm, you this. Let me ask you this. When you pulled up to Cole's, the parking lot, was there a special space for Grammy-nominated <laughs> artists like there is for everything else there? I've got to park yeah, two yeah. and a half right miles now. outside just to go to Cole's because of all of their uh, their parking that's designated to everybody except me. Well, what's crazy is I had I'm I am I decided that day that I was handicapped had an electric car and was pregnant was all pregnant. at the same time and employee of the month right and so i parked on the side i parked on the sidewalk you know <laughs> before i walked in wait i just got um, this i got this uh from Coles. they just sent me this they said that they can now they are now offering terrible podcasters parking so i'm <laughs> i'm welcome at their parking lot now that's very nice of them uh, Wow. Best Dude. day ever. Best yes. Day ever. I've made it. <laughs> Woohoo. Now I know how you feel. Dude. Yeah. No that kidding. is how we feel, yes. Yeah. So that you is know, so but I mean, fun, though. You're going into Coles. You've just been nominated. And wow. What, what a day. That was, that was a cool day, you know? I mean, I have to admit. And the thing is, it's like, you know, everything that, that happens, we know is a gift. You know, we know that it's a gift from God and, you know, he, in his wisdom, uh, and in his, in his grace and, you know, he, we don't deserve the things that we get. That's true. Yes. And so any blessing, whether it's, you know, it's just the kindness of God, you know, when we make our house payment, I'm like, (laughs) Thank you, Lord, you know, that we were able to survive one more month, you know? Sure. Um, You know, but that, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, there are cool moments where you go, you know, God, you didn't have to do that, you know, but you you gave it to us and, and, you know, we are very thankful. Yeah. Very thankful. Well, that's wonderful. Now, you all are performers as well. And as everybody knows, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and I know that's impacted so many people here in Nashville. Has it impacted you all as well? Um, yeah, we were traveling every weekend, 
mm-hmm. um, going to churches or um, like doing events where we would um, play the songs and tell the stories behind them or um, we'd worship in a church service in the morning and then do a concert at night. And um, yeah, it, I mean, COVID has just decimated that. And so, you know, on one hand, it's been like a really awesome time for our family because we actually get to see our kids and, you know, we're around our dogs and, you know, it's just, it's just normal stuff like doing laundry and, you know, taking out the trash and, you know, all that stuff that like when you're gone, you just don't even, it's just not part of your life really, you know? Right. Um, but the making the money part that we haven't really figured that out. Like how we, <laughs> what we're supposed to do about that. So, um, yeah, I've taken on a few, uh, uh, jobs. I've done some things, some other production things. Sure. And, you know, and we've, you know, Becca sings on this lullaby record, uh, called hidden in my heart scripture lullabies. And it's, it's like the best selling, uh, lullaby record on Amazon. And so our friend Jay Stocker does like an incredible job um, producing that and working on that and doing that. And uh, so Becca's like one of the main voices on that. So we've had, you know, we've been very fortunate to have other things to kind of come in to, you know, kind of keep us alive or whatever. Um, So uh, but, you know, Beck, and it's kind of crazy, like, you know, Beck and I are both, even though I'm an extrovert, I'm more of a behind the scenes kind of person. You know, I'd rather be in the studio. I'd rather be writing. You know, um, I'm not, I, I'm not a born performer. You know, I don't, I don't love that. Um, and Becca's, you know, she's pretty introverted. So being out in front of people is not, you know, it's not our go-to love. Like some people love being in front of a crowd. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and when we go places, you know, I mean, we, we love to share the message and things that God has given us that we feel like we need to share and, and love meeting people and love, you know, hearing their stories. But, uh, but, you know, we don't really love the spotlight. So the, you know, the pandemic hitting has been, I mean, you know, it's like, we're, we're always going, you know, it's, you know, God will, we, we want to do what you want us to do. Um, and for now, um, the pandemic has made it such to where we're having to just find other ways, you know? Um, I don't know. So it's, it's, it's definitely been, it's definitely been tough. Hopefully we can, when it, you know, when things kind of die down, maybe we can go and, you know, do some more churches, but right now we're trying to build things other than performing, just so when things happen like this, we're not so caught off guard, you know? Well, just getting the music out there where it's, you know, it's videos on YouTube or it's lyric videos. It's, you know, just, just getting music heard without having to tour everywhere, you know? Sure. Yeah. And that brings me to uh, your latest album, Getaway Car. And what a cool, cool album. But man, I love that single, Getaway Car. So good. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. So what was the, um, uh, can you go into a little detail about what that song's about and how you came up with it? 
Um, I, okay, my dad's a pastor. I've grown up in church. Um, and I was getting in bed one night and I keep a bed or a Bible, um, by my bed. And I, I saw that it had dust on it and I couldn't remember the last time. Like I actually opened it up and, and read it and actually cared, you know, mm. um, you know, I, I was glanced at Bible verses on my phone, you know, Bible verse of the day or whatever. But, but I mean, I just couldn't. It's like life had gotten so busy, and I just pushed it so far on the back burner that um, I realized that, you know, I go through my days basically on autopilot, and I feel like I'm okay. And I don't really go to, to God until I need him to really get me out of something, or I need something that I can't get for myself. Like, that's when I really come to him and ask. But I mean, as far as having the personal relationship where I talk to him and I, you know, I go to him, I, you know, I, I acknowledge my need for him daily. It's like, you know, uh, just in the busy seasons of life, I just, I just am not good at that. And so um, I started to think, you know, at the end of my life, you know, am I just going to be one of those people that call on, on Jesus to take me to heaven? but not, not really know him my whole life through on earth, you know, not really have that relationship with him to know who he is just for him. Um, but just kind of use him as my getaway car, my free ride to heaven. And so, um, I started writing that chorus and Sam, I asked Sam if he wanted to write it with me and to Sam, it meant, um, uh, yeah, I had a, I'd had a conversation with my sister a long time ago. Um, and we were talking about a family member and, uh, um, and she had had this conversation with this family member about, you know, well, if, if all it takes is to just accept Jesus before you die and, and you'll get into heaven, then, um, why don't I just wait till my deathbed to do that? And, you know, and the, the fallacy in that thinking is the fact that none of us really know when our deathbed is, you know, um, I mean, COVID hit and there's been an enormous amount of people that have died. Um, actually, right now, my mother-in-law's neighbor uh, has COVID and renal failure and uh, MRSA. MRSA pneumonia and I mean, just, they just got hit so hard. It's just really sad. And it's one of those things where, you know, I hope that that person is a Christian. Um, and I hope they followed, you know, Jesus this whole time, but it's, it's just really crazy. You know, life can be gone in a second. You know, we live on a really, uh, there's a curve right up the street. And just a few weeks ago, somebody had a head on collision on it. And, you know, we just, we just never know when that day is going to come. And, you know, you don't always have a second chance. I say I'll wait until tomorrow To wipe the dust off of my Bible Cause today is something I can't handle I say I'll wait until tomorrow but you're more than just a getaway car. You're more than just.
There's so much more to God and Jesus and the Bible that we really need to know uh, before we die, other than just, is this the way to get to heaven or not? Like, there's so much more of a rich and abundant life that you can have when you listen and search and dive deep into the scriptures um, than just making God a, a check mark of heaven or hell. So that's where the song really hits me. And if, you know, someone wanted to hear this song, where can they go and listen to it? Uh, well, it's, it's everywhere music is sold right now. We, we signed up with this thing called Distro Kid, and they put it on Spotify. So if you look up Sam and Becca Mizell, you'll find it on Spotify. It's on App, Apple Music, Amazon, you know, all the things. Uh, the main place that we have really been trying to promote uh, heavily is our YouTube channel, and it's uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Sam and Becca Mizell. That's how they do their official artist channels. If you looked up Sam and Becca Mizell artist channel, you would find you would find us. And we have lyric videos to Getaway Car, and uh, about half of our songs on our record, we're putting them out um, weekly. You know, and we're also doing like some behind the scenes, you know, doing some videos where we're talking about the song and the inspiration behind it. Yeah. And there's also some, uh, in addition to that, we're also doing some, uh, I've been doing some tutorials on some production stuff and songwriting things, you know, just some things I've learned through the years. Um, so that's, that's our really right now. That's where we're really trying to hover. Um, is in that YouTube realm. So please come and subscribe to our channel. Help feed our kids. You know. Um, so yeah. So but everywhere music is sold. You know, and you can come to our website, Sam and Becca Mizell Music dot com. Um, that is, uh, you know, you can find all that links to all that stuff there. So Sam and Becca, thank you so much for joining us here at Prices Highway today. And uh, looking forward to seeing what you all are going to be doing in the future. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much, Stephen. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Like what you're hearing? Smash that subscribe button and get the podcast delivered to your favorite podcast platform as soon as it's posted. Plus, join the community on the Prices Highway Facebook group. Facebook.com slash groups slash Prices Highway. You've been listening to Price's Highway, a Steve Price totally terrible podcast production.